Alright, hello and welcome to the Bean Talking Podcast. This is a show where we talk to somebody who has done something that is undeniably the best. And episode 10 is no different with Hayden Wilson. He's a guy that really understands social media for fitness professionals and it's led him to creating Australia's largest annual multi-speaker event for personal trainers to learn about business success, being the Fitness Business Summit in Australia. We had some really cool stuff to talk about here, so I'm excited for you guys to listen to it, so let's go. Hayden, Hayden, thank you so much. Um, tenth guy on the Bean Talking podcast. Personally, yeah, just want to thank you for getting me to the double digits. Um, now, awesome stuff. No, man, you're very welcome. And and I, we're just talking off air for for a couple of seconds, Tim. And thank you for having me. It's amazing to um, that we can connect like this. I think that podcasting, as we'll talk about in the episode, it's just the one of the kings of all mediums. And a lot of people saying, you know, it's it's too late to get a podcast, but one, you connect with amazing people. And two, it's no longer about, like, I'm much more focused on quality and creating genuine connections, as cliche as that sounds, as opposed to quantity. But I just know what it's done for me. And, and you know, 10 episodes in now, that's 10 more connections you've made. And that's just the, the base effect. Imagine now if 10 or 100 or 1,000 people listen to each of those, mm. the, the flow and effect is massive. So thank you for, um, for inviting me on and, and allow me to share hopefully part of my story and um, go from there. Well, that's it. Um, so my sum up of you is, is a guy, you, you love to read books. Um, you're, you're a copywriter. You have an in-depth understanding of the fitness industry and um, how to, you know, really separate yourself from the, the noise, I, I suppose. And you've coached a lot of people there. Um, but yeah, for people who, who haven't come across you, what, what would you, your, summary of yourself be i know that's such an interesting question and i heard i heard derek sivers on a uh a podcast um with tim ferris actually say oh my big moment what am i going to say and it's one of those moments that i think that anyone who is creating a, a career for themselves which both you and i are it's always a a difficult question to ask you know i do a lot of things i've written a book i've coached a lot of different people i do copywriting and help people make more sales I, you know, get to spend a lot of time doing the things that I love. I'm in a pretty fortunate position. So to sort of tie it down to one thing, I think the main thing, um, in quote marks, is what I would call business counsellor. So you've got business coaching, which is basically, you know, do this and, and that's the system and, and do it this way or it's not going to work for you. Um, you've got a counsellor who says, like, you know, they, they mould things for your personal situation, um, generally emotional type issues. Um, and what I like to do is try to mix those two so you kind of got that intersection of professional development with personal development. So knowing what your business is, but not going from that approach of this is the only system, but really getting to know the person and coaching the person and going, okay, what does this person actually need if they want to grow their business? And it's not a, oh, cool, they want to scale and all those crazy buzzwords. It's, cool, what do you want? What does an ideal picture look like for you? Do you want to have 10 clients and charge them each $20,000 per year? In you know every quarter, it's five grand deposits or five grand um, increments. Let's do that. Let's build that for you. But let's find out. I call it you know find your freedom. It's about finding what freedom looks like for you, so you can ultimately live a deliberate life. And so in a wrap up way, mm. if you want to live a deliberate life, then these are, you know I can show you the steps 
required to be able to go out there and actually do them because there is, you know, Tim, you see all these different people that are saying, you know, my revolutionary system and I'm just one of those people like, how many, how many more revolutions can we have? It just seems like, to me, it's just a method. It's just a way and it's their way and it might work, but the realities are no one way is going to work for everyone and I think that's where, you know, you can, you can anyone listening can separate themselves from any of that noise is find out your way um, and just back yourself in. Definitely. You, you touched on something there quite interesting. Um, the personal development side of things and running a business. I, I think I've seen you say that they can't be separate. Um, the levels of personal development that a person goes through when they start a business is actually quite high and, and they're almost interrelated. Even if you're in a sales role as well, personal development comes in there too. But how important do you think it is um, from, from your point of view to grow those separately as, as a person? Yeah, it's, it's, it's spot on. You can't separate the two because as you grow, you are forced. I mean, if you look at anyone doing a, you know, a gym challenge um, or transformation or, or anything in, in the physical realm, the power, you know, you have, you have the outer transformation. If you've done any, um, you've done any research in the storytelling, you've got the, the outer transformation, which is where, you know, the person actually gets the goal, the achievement. But then you've got the inner transformation, the inner journey that happens during that process. And so while at the start of lifting a barbell, you might deadlift, you know, 60 kilos and you've got bad form and you train over the next 12 weeks with a professional and then after 12 weeks, you've got really great form, you can pick up, you know, 100 kilos. The thing is, that's great, that's an achievement. However, what you've learned in that process is resilience and consistency and courage to actually pick up the bar and strength and actually doing the work even when you don't want to and you learn all these different skills and then apply to different things that is all really personal development is the way that i really like to do it is through exercises of the mind i like to read different books i like to work out i like to have cold share in the mornings i have all these different rituals and routines that work for me that personally develop me but again, I guess it comes down to that whole, like, you know, finding a system that works for you. And so it is about finding the system that most resonates with you, whether it's books or whether it's, you know, hitting, hitting a heavy bag inside the gym or if it's, you know, building out you know, your own company. It's every step of the way, you're going to learn these different lessons. And that, that's where the transformation actually happens. At any point in time, you're always transforming. I remember... I had a really good friend, um, JP de Villiers, and he lives in, at the time, lived in Ireland and now in the UK. And, you know, there was, he, he's a very popular um, public speaker. And there was companies over in Australia that were asking him for, for ages to come over and speak for their company. And I started to build a relationship with JP after he came on my podcast. Mm. And he actually travelled 15,000 kilometres to come and speak to my crew. Oh, wow. um, because, I, one, I asked him, and two, I positioned it in a way where it was an opportunity for him. And one of the things that I'll never forget that JP told me was, you know, because it was the second, he actually traveled twice. It was the second time in about eight months that he came over for it on the way to Thailand, right? And I remember he said this one thing to me. He said, yeah, it's, it's amazing. It won't matter if there's, a, if there's some similar people in the room because the person I was eight months ago is not the person I am today. Mm. And it's just so important that when you do want to step up, when you do want to grow, when you do want to develop yourself, develop whatever realm, if you want more money, if you want more um, you know, freedom inside of your life, if you want a better relationship, if you want a better body, all of that is going to be, require a level of personal development. And it's, it's, it sounds counterintuitive, yeah. but in order to be the new you, 
you have to let go of the old you. The person you are right now, the person listening, watching, um, whatever form, reading it in, in this interview, the person you are right now and the goals that you want to hit, it is, it's not possible to hit them as you are right now. Mm-hmm. However, if you read a book, if you listen to a podcast like this, if you go and grab yourself a mentor, if you push yourself out of your, outside of your comfort zone, these are the things that are going to start to propel you to go out there and actually transform and have that inner transformational journey to go and do it. And so, you know, if, if you want to put it into, you know, a sentence, it's less old you and new and more new you. And that's really, that is, in my opinion, the quickest way to build a business is the faster you as the founder grow. Even if you're employed right now, the faster you can grow, the more opportunities are going to come about because you're showing courage, you're showing resiliency, you're showing consistency, you're showing that, you know, you're, the biggest thing is if you can become a person of action and you can become someone that others can rely on, then you'll make it. And that's all you really need to know. And then just every single day, just try and move forward in a consistent manner. Mm. And that is ultimately personal development. It's not this fluffy, you know, power of, power of attraction or power of the universe and wait for it to happen. And, and personally, like whatever your belief system, that's cool. I am much more of the, uh, you know, I like to mix action and know, hey, you know what, like spirituality, I, I believe in and I, and I totally get it, but it is a matter of, you know, mixing. There's, there's, a, there's a big reason why the people who read The Power of Attraction and only follow that methodology, you know, wait around for things to happen. Sometimes that happens. The Power Universe is great. However, when you look at people who read Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, mm-hmm. there's one of the, of the main differentiated factors in there and they talk about work. So you can have whatever you want. However, the work comes first. The sowing comes um, before the reaping. Yeah. And so it, it really does come down to it that this is, you've got to do the work on yourself. And that is, you know, hard and tricky and, and requires patience. And patience is never... It's, it's, a, it's a hard skill for anyone listening to this who's most likely a grower and someone seeking a, a better, bigger and better future for themselves. Honestly, those are the hardest, hardest ones to actually learn, patience. Mm, definitely. And sometimes I think we undervalue the first step and this, the smallest possible step that you can take. Um, I had James Whitaker on who, he actually wrote the book Think and Grow Rich, The Legacy, which is a um, companion oh. to Think and Grow Rich, really cool but he talks about desire being the first thing. So once you've got that desire, but it's good to have that. And as you said, but then you need to take action. So do you, do you agree with the phrase, I guess, um, taking the smallest step possible to get momentum and then keep on going? Like, I think that's undervalued, I guess. Yeah, I mean, on my, uh, depending on when someone's watching this, on my Facebook page, uh, it has at the top says start. Yeah. And starting really um, now that's the initial, that's the kickoff point. That's where it all happens from. And if you don't start, it sounds super cliche and it is, but you know, if you don't start, nothing's going to happen for you. And so it really is looking at, okay, what is the first step that I can possibly take? And a lot of people talk about, you know, procrastination and not getting started. And, and you know, all that stuff is just fear trying to, trying to stop you. And if you want help with that, read um, Stephen Pressfield, do the work. He talks about it, it's called the resistance. And, you know, it's just one of those things that if you, if you really look at it though, if you look at your life, there's been times where that resistance has shown itself, but you've broken through and, you've, and, and it was, you decided in your mind, hey, this, this pain ahead of time, this pain is 
going to be worth it for the end result. So if mm. anyone's struggling with getting started, one, they're not clear on their goal and what it's going to do for them, or two, they don't really want that goal. So it's mm. about getting super, super clear on, on what they actually want to achieve and then coming back to it and go, okay, so what is that first step that we need to take? What is the action plan? I mean, mm. Mike Tyson said it, you know, everyone has a plan to they get punched in the face. However, planning is actually a crucial part of the step because at least it gives you clarity and at least it gives you an objective look at what needs to be happening before you go out there, man. I, I used to be the king of just taking action and just, you know, almost like running on a treadmill. Just, I'll, I'll pride myself and I would love to, you know, almost just have, almost have others look at me. Oh my God, Hayden worked so hard. It was this badge of honor that I, that I looked upon. And then when I really looked at myself, I go, you know what? I want to get, I want to start focusing on results, not just movement mm. and look at progress not just activity. And once I started doing that, that's when, you know, and getting really objective and, and just looking at, okay, so what are the things, and I call them needle movers, but what are the things that are actually out there moving the needle and producing results? And anything that's not, either ask myself why and can it, or just stop doing it. But so many people are doing stuff that's not going to serve them because they think maybe that's how it's always been done or someone's told them that's what they need to do. I'm just really big on becoming an independent thinker and questioning everything, including yourself. Like the worst lies, the ones that you believe yourself. And mm. so you just gotta, you just gotta be ruthless in my opinion, just be ruthless with yourself, with, with opinions of others. And that's all, all anything is out there. It's just an opinion. And mm. it's up to you whether you want to take that on on board or not and have the, have the strength. I'm um, don't get me wrong. Mentorship is amazing and it could lead you, lead you down in the right path. But if you're not careful and you're just acting as a sponge without having a filter, you'll end up taking action and wasting money and time and resources yeah. in a potentially wrong direction. I mean, I mean, the same people can read the exact same book and then one person yeah. a year later can be completely changed by it and another person can just have it as a, a you know, another thing on their desk as a, a paperweight because they've gotten through it but not apply the, the principle. So there's a big difference between the theory and then the practice of actually doing things. And, um, you know, I've seen that through university, through um, even full-time work as well, is, is the moment you actually start putting things into practice, that's when the theory makes sense. Um, yeah. So, yeah, definitely, definitely agree with that. That's very cool. Um, Something I noticed about you whilst I was looking at your website, and even we've been talking for probably a month now, is, is and I think it's something Australians have naturally, but you're, you're quite an approachable guy, but um, you, you, know, you don't have an ego about you, and you, you mentioned on your website that you, you were just an average guy, and, 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 and you, you started from very humble beginnings, and um, you know, it was at 25, where funnily enough, I turned 25 a couple of days ago, so that really... It was a good sort of for me, but um, yeah, what, what happened? Um, you were just going through life at this, you know, I, I started here and then, and then there was a flick, there was a switch. Um, yeah, tell us a bit about that. I'd, I'd really be interested. In what yeah, happened. so basically, honestly, man, I was just an M, still a regular person. Now I just have a, a lot more ambition. I've sort of unlocked that um, ambition that anyone can do. Mm. And so basically, I was just living my life. I had a, a full-time job. I liked my job. Um, and you know, I was just cruising along and I started to, oh, you know, at the time I was building websites, um, for a gym and, um, they had a couple of different brands and I do their online social media and I was just cruising along and, you know, one of my friends said, Hey, can you build us a website? And I'm like, no, like I don't, you know, I work for my company and he goes, well, I'll pay you 500 bucks. 
And I started thinking, you know what, like, I guess it would be kind of cool to have like, you know, 500 extra dollars. Like I've got the skills that I can, I can do it. And so I spent all, all weekend, right. I was like building this website. I was like in the zone. And basically what happened was uh, on the Monday when I'm like, he's like, okay, so I said, when do you need it by? And he's like, Oh, just whenever. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm like 14 hour days, both days, you know, just everything I could possibly do. This is website. For some reason I was changing code and I was doing all this stuff. WordPress and, and website builders. This was WordPress. I don't know why yeah. I got in this zone where I was like, you know, what? I'm going to change everything and make it my own design. And you know, so I spent these like 14 hours on Saturday and Sunday, and then Monday morning is like, you, you know, you're going to show me, and it was a completely different template. And he goes, this isn't what I asked for, and I'm oh, like, no. but this looks better. He goes, this isn't what I asked for. So he goes, reverse back to it, keep the content, but go back to what it was, and I'll pay you how long it would take you. I said how long it took me, and then he paid me the money. Um, and it, but it was it was a great learning lesson to um, to listen to the client's instructions. But more importantly, yeah. it was a really great lesson to start getting like a second income coming in. And then I thought, you know, this is kind of cool. And that night, I was listening to a Napoleon Hill. Um, for some reason, it just came up on my on my sidebar. This black and white video. This, this Napoleon Hill talks about the secrets of success. And you know, I've been on the internet. I've seen all these like hyperbole over the top, make your, make your pocket first with cash things. And I was like, well, that's not really me. And I don't really resonate with that. But for some reason, Napoleon Hill's um, Secret to Success or whatever the video was called. And this guy starts talking and is, you know, recorded in 1940s or, or 1930s. And uh, he's talking about desire and belief and getting out there and, and achieving what you want to do and, and burning desire. And I thought, wow, this is, this is actually kind of cool. Like now, and exactly what you're saying before, Tim, you know, two different people read the same book. Maybe that video had come up in my life somewhere, but I wasn't ready for it. But at this point in time, I watched it and I go, a whole new world like opened up to me. And I'm like, man, this is, this is how I need to think. I need to start thinking about how do I grow this? What is my chief aim? How do I get people? How do I start influencing people? Mm-hmm. And I started listening to these audio books. I remember like, I was always just like listening to, you know, music when I was in the gym and, and whatnot. And I started listening to audiobooks everywhere I could. Like literally, I would make up jobs around the house just so I could listen to more audiobooks. <laughs> I'd go for a drive in the car, audiobooks, dog walk, audiobooks. And so I started listening to audiobooks. Then I got into podcasting and I started listening to podcasting and something clicked in me and I was like, these guys aren't, I don't, just don't think they're that much different to me. They've just literally got a podcast. They're just talking and asking questions. And I love asking questions. I'm probably one of the most curious people in existence that I know of. And so I thought, I could do this. I could just ask people questions. That would be, that would be easy. So even though I was nervous and going back to the whole thing about, you know, if your goal, um, you know, if, it's, if, it's, if you don't know the clear outcome or if you're not willing to put in the work uh, and pay the price for that, then it's probably not that important to you. But for some reason, this was important to me. I thought, you know what? I'm nervous. I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know who my guests are. I had the whole script written out and I was just, I was sweating before my first episode. Yeah. I had all 12 episodes planned out. And then, you know what? Like I, I was able to secure a really good guest um, named Nick Mitchell for my first guest who rarely does interviews, but that's that, that's that power of the universe actually coming in. Mm. Um, got a really great guest. Um, I put myself in the way of opportunity for that for there. And you know what? From there, I was able to, to really um, start to um, grow influence and started to see, wow, like I put in effort and I get result. And it really was repeating that and be like, wow, like who else could I get? It's just amazing. I just thought it was amazing if I could get this person across the other side of the world 
to go, yeah, I'll spend 45 minutes with you and you can ask me basically whatever you want and then you can put it up and other people can learn from it. And then from there, it just snowballed as far as getting different guests on, learning about them. I started reading different books. I started to just in, in, in immerse myself in personal development and, um, you know, all that. For me, it was all that great stuff around how you can maximise you and how you can get the most from yourself. And that really did just kick off a whole, just lit like this crazy, what I would consider beforehand unknown fire. But then once it lit up, you know, every book, every, you know, mentoring session, I started attending different events, um, all this stuff. I just started to, it was almost just every time I do it, it was just throwing more and more fuel on what I was doing. And, you know, like yourself, Tim, you just, once you start, you just can't stop. Yeah. And so that was how it really started to take off. And now, you know, I just can't separate the two. I just think what an amazing opportunity we have to be able to, to grow our greatest asset in our mind. So if that means I get to spend time with amazing people, it means if I get to pick the brains of amazing people or coach amazing people like, and, and get to pass those gifts back on, like, wow, that's yeah. an opportunity. It's a privilege for me. Oh, it's, it's definitely something I'm noticing. Um, again, 10th episode. So uh, the, the people that I'm catching up with, I've, I've done talk to two people that are living in America at the moment. And we're living in an age right now where the, the possibility to do that, like, you know, I bought a zoom recorder, which is like 300 bucks. Um, try and do buy a recorder that's that quality 10 years ago. And, you know, it'd be thousands of dollars. So we live in a time now where it's really easy to create something. And, and as you say, like similar to you, um, I was, I came back from a Europe trip where I went and saw companies like Google, Samsung, Johnson and Johnson, and I'd be in the group, but consistently asking questions. So um, the, the flag kind of triggered for me. I was like, Oh, why, why don't I just start a podcast? And you know, the, the stories you can get from it and you know, even, even just now connecting with yourself, it's, it's really, really awesome. Um, but the thing, thing outside of that is it, it gives you an ability to open your circle and open your eyes and um, come back to the principle of the people you spend your time with being so important. A lot, a lot of personal development books say, you know, make sure that you've got a mastermind or a group of people at least around you. Um, did you see yourself um, continuing those relationships when you were interviewing people? And then, you know, did your mastermind ex expand through that process? I yeah. I have, a, I have there's, there's two answers to this. Number one is it's podcasting is the most amazing door opener um, and I've been able to create great relationships into a huge event that I run every year, into a coaching group. Like it's all stemmed off, honestly, if I stand, stand back, it's been through my podcast. The second thing, and this is in fact relating probably more to the mastermind, and this is like this weird quirky thing that I do, but I actually had this concept that I call coffee with the dead. And so what I'll do is I basically have um, in my diary, I'll book out time inside my diary and I sit down with a book that maybe the person's leaving or maybe they're dead. It's a book that I really want to read and I'll sit down at a coffee shop or at home or wherever and I'll literally just grab it and I'll go to the contents page and I, I, I almost pretend like I'm having coffee with that exact person across the table from me. I say, okay, so tell, me what, tell me what you would love to learn they're asking me, what would you love to learn about today, Hayden? I look through the contents page and it says, you know, how to embrace the power of thinking bigger, for example. Mm -hmm. I go, yeah, I'd love to learn that. 
and then literally I'll spend time, whether it's half an hour or 20 minutes, whatever it is to read the, to read the, um, the book or the chapter, I go, wow, like, this is amazing. Thank you so much for teaching me. And when you start getting strict and putting it in your, and really treating it like a meeting, like, I know if, I'm, if, if I was meeting one of the most famous authors or an amazing individual or a president or an ex-president or whatever it is, if I was getting to read their information and getting the, whatever's inside their head and I was being able to transfer it, which is really all the book is, it's literally the best stuff in the last 30, 40, 50, 60 years of their life. Mm. If I was with that person, I'd set up, man, I'll be, I'll be at that appointment on time. I wouldn't be sitting on my phone. I'd be there listening attentively. I would make notes on what's really important. I would review it afterwards. I would think about the points and maybe how, maybe does that align with what I think or could I argue that point? Can I see it from their point of view? I really just objectively think about it. And I think, so a lot of people, you know, they're looking for in-person mentors or alive, mentors that are alive or there's just so many different ways of mentorship. And I'm not someone that's going to go out there and say, you know, I've been mentioned, uh, mentored by, you know, Benjamin Franklin. However, you know, I can, I've had this amazing opportunity to read his books and mm-hmm. to get some of the inside knowledge from what happened in his life and how he dealt with situations. And most importantly, you tell, you can tell they're just regular people. And going back to the whole point of, you know, um, you know, on my website where it does say, you know, I'm just a normal person and I'm not, you know, above average or anything. That's hundred percent true, but it's also true for everyone else. There's no one, I don't, I don't resonate with, you know, the whole guru thing and expert and I mean, that's great. And you've got a very specific skill set down one particular rabbit hole. And that's awesome. If someone has that problem and you can help them solve that, that's cool. However, to think that, you know, that would be elevate you to a certain level above someone else. I mean, it's just not the reality. It's just you've studied in that one particular discipline and that's awesome. However, everyone is just so, when you, you know, everyone, everyone, what's the saying? You know, everyone puts this, everyone puts their trousers on one, one leg at a time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's certainly people that are smarter um, in certain disciplines. You've got like an Elon Musk or Richard Branson and you take action, but they're also very, very intelligent. Jeff Bezos is another one. All these guys have, have big IQs, which mm. is awesome. However, you know, you don't have to go out there and, you know, decide that you're going to send a spaceship to Mars or that you're going to, you know, start your own, um, you know, Richard Branson's latest one is all these different cruise ships. <laughs> you don't have to do that stuff. However, you can get started and anyone, anyone can start. I mean, Tim, you're mm. no different to me that you just said, hey, I could do this. I could ask questions and start connecting with people and, Boom, the, pop, the uh, podcast is born exactly the same way I did it. And exactly the same way, if you listen to anyone who has a podcast that interviews people, it would have started the same way. It's like, oh, I, could, I guess I could do this. It wouldn't be that hard. Just work out how to do it and go ask people questions. And that's the reality is you just got to get out there and just give it, a, give it a shot. Definitely, definitely. And, you know, Google's a thing. Yeah, you can look it up. Um, but I think yeah. you touched on an element that's actually really important there where don't put people on a pedestal and then think, oh, I can't do it because I'll never be them, you know? Yeah. Um, just just create your own lane and do do your thing. And that's, it's, it's I really hate it when people don't start because they think, oh, um, you know, I shouldn't do it because the market's flooded or I shouldn't do it, well, in, in certain instances, or I shouldn't do it because, you know, I, I will never be that good. It's it's just a matter of, again, we'll go back and it's, it's about starting. Um, yeah. That's really... Yeah, that you touched on there. Um, would love to talk about you that event that you touched on um, because it, yeah. I, I was reading a little bit about it and quite impressive. You, you sold out pretty quickly. Um, 
Yeah, so tell me a bit about, about that because I know it was in a fitness yeah. space where um, I'll go back, it can be a little little hard to break into there, but, but it seemed like you, you found something through that event. Um, yeah, so it was probably it was 2016 and I'd left my job in 2015, 2015 and for the next three months, I honestly didn't know what I was doing. I was building a couple of websites for people but didn't feel right. And so I was talking to a mentor and we just exchanged a few um, messages over, over, over um, Messenger and he said, you know, hey, normally people pay for my advice. And quite honestly, this is in you know, March 2016. I honestly had no idea that you could pay someone just to ask them questions and pick their brains. So I just thought, mm. well, you have to find out information for yourself in books or whatever. And I thought, wow, cool. So then I put my hand in my pocket and I said, you know what? Like, here is here's my money. Here's what they charge, and here's my money, and it was the most amount of money I ever spent for someone's um, at the time, you know, for for one hour of someone's time. However, I knew in that hour it was my hour. I could ask whatever I wanted, you know, no, nothing would be held back. And so basically, in that hour, um, my mentor said, "Hey, have you ever thought about taking some of the guests we've had on this podcast and doing an online summit?" Because at the time, these online summits um, were quite big, and I said. Yeah. I would do that, but I'd do it in person. I think in person would be really good. And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to do this and I'm going to set myself a goal of doing it in 60 days from the idea to actually having people in a room, give myself 60 days. And so basically the next day um, I put like four feelers out to four different people because um, I was going to have four speakers going to be like a four-hour event. And I thought, you know what? I'll just get my feet a little bit wet. It started to grow a little bit. And I thought, you know what? I guess I could do an all-day thing. Put a deposit down on the venue. And I thought, you know what? Maybe I could have a VIP lunch. And it sort of started to grow anyway. So I launched this thing. And I'm like, this is going to be the best thing since sliced bread. This is going to be absolutely amazing. It's going to sell out in 24 hours. And so I launch it. I'm like, everyone check it out. This is my event. Come down. Five amazing, five amazing speakers. This is the best. And all I heard was crickets. And so mm-hmm. for, the first, for the first week, I had one VIP sale and one regular sale. And I was like, what's going on? Because the week before, I'd put up... Uh, I put up a thing on, on my organic just Facebook page and said, hey, if I got six of the best fitness industry professionals inside a room to teach you how to run a business, marketing, sales, all that kind of stuff, if I did that and put them in a room, would you come along to the event? It's going to be in Melbourne. And I had like, and this is the time, you know, organic reach was, was quickly going down. And so if you didn't put money behind it, then hard to reach people. But I had like, you know, 20 or 30 likes on a page that only had, um, I think like a thousand likes at the time. And I thought, wow, that's, that's pretty good validation. It's pretty good. You know, people saying yes, they want to, they'd come along. And so in my mind, I was like, yeah, this is the, this is the goer. This is this is going to happen. And so I, I put money down on on the event, and I had two sales. I saw my friend later that week, and he goes, and I said, oh, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like I put all this money down on on a, on a venue. I don't think we're gonna sell it. I'll look like a massive failure, and all these like things that are going through my head. And he goes, okay, well, what's what's your funnel? And I said, what's I said, what's a funnel? I don't know what the, what do you mean? And he just said, oh, come to my house and I'll show you exactly what I mean. So I went over to his house later that day. He's got this big whiteboard and he goes, I'm going to give you a two-hour crash course on funnels, follow-up sequences, emailing. And I knew a little bit about like the emailing follow-up, but he was just like, here's how you do it. Here's, here's, here's how you structure it. Here's the psychology behind marketing, sales and advertising. And I was like, my mind was just blowing up and he's got this whiteboard and he's saying, this is what I do. I was just like, what do I do next? And he's just like, cool, here's your plan. All you need to do now is go home, rewrite this thing, and just gave me a few uh, really big um, tips and hints on how to actually do this stuff. 
And then from there, that's when, that's when it all started to make sense. So I went home, did this stuff, and then basically put up a video of one of my speakers. And this is when uh, Facebook video was just starting to, to come in and I was getting video views for two, two views for one cent. And so basically I put, I think I put like $50 behind this one particular video, which is a really, uh, a really great video for pro promotional purposes from one of my speakers. Um, and that sold like 50 tickets and, and the whole industry had never seen anything like it. Fitness industry had never seen anything like it um, in one particular room, not the way that I was doing it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just really like a wildfire um, really took off. And it was just this one moment where I was at the football with my mate um, and I was just like, just watching the game. And I, 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 was, I wasn't stressed at this point because the only stress I just said, you know what, if I can break even, that's all, you know, as long as I can break even, I'll be good. So by this point, I'd broken even and we had about 20 tickets left. And I was like, this is what an amazing thing. I've just brought together amazing people. I've sold 80 tickets by this stage. Like, this is this is a life. This is king. I remember looking at my phone. I was at the football with my mate and my phone was vibrating in my pocket. And I pick it up. I had a sale on me. And I was, my mind was like, how is this possible? I'm at the football with my mate and money's coming into my bank account. This is crazy. Like the internet is amazing. And from there, it basically, um, we're able to sell that event out. And it really was a cocktail of perfect timing, a really great product. Um, no one else was doing it at the time. Um, it was well organized. I leveraged my skill set from building major, major events with the previous company that I was working with. And it was really one of those moments where like everything was just in alignment. I did everything right, put in, put in a lot of hard work and a lot of hours and confusion along the way. Um, but it really started to, to make sense. And that was probably the first big, big moment of like personal, personal, professional and, um, you know, my own breakthroughs to be yeah. like, oh, like this stuff actually works. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, from, from there, that was two, nearly three years ago. And it's been a, a roller coaster. Um, you know, 7,000 revs per minute of an 8,000 revs per minute car, um, basically <laughs> the entire time. So, yeah, wow, that that is actually a really incredible story. Um, and it reminds me of a, a post I actually put up yesterday, where I said um, running a business or running anything without without any marketing is like winking at a guy or a girl in a bar in the dark. You know what you're doing, but nobody else does. And um, yeah. It sort of uh, it sort of seems like the idea of having a funnel. Um, I think it's amazing that you went from being taught how to use a funnel to then implementing straight away. Um, that's that's fantastic. I, I congratulate you for that. But um, what was the key insight in terms of marketing that that you got in that one? Because for me, it's for me, it's attention. Like once you get attention, that's that's the game. But um, for you, when you learned about funnels, what was that thing that I guess switched over and you're like, okay, this, this is something that's applicable and we need to do it now for this event? I think it was probably because the switch from a generic sort of um, page, an information-based page to direct response mm. and basically direct response copywriting. So instead of being like, hey, we've got this event, we've got all this stuff, like check us out, we're so amazing, we're, we're the best. Um, which in my mind was true. However, in the consumer's mind, they're busy, they've got stuff on, you know, they might not know many or any of the speakers. And, you know, as much as you, you, know, you might have the best product in the world, which I truly believe it was an amazing product um, and still is. And 
if you, but that doesn't matter. That's like, that's, that's winking, that's winking at someone in the dark. So mm -hmm. then I really had to um, learn the basics of, um, well, I knew a little bit, but I really had never had such, um, I didn't have such confidence in my product until this came out. I was like, if anyone's not in this room, they are just bonkers. They don't have, if they know about it and they don't decide to invest in themselves to get inside that room, like, what a mistake. And so for me, as long as I had, as long as I knew the end point, I then learned that direct response copywriting um, and really with just full confidence in the product, go for it. Um, that was probably the main, the main switch for me. And the second part, it's a two part, two part answer to him, I hope you don't mind. But no, the second, second part of the answer is the follow-up sequence. And so it basically was just, okay, so if someone doesn't buy straight away, don't stress, like mm. then it's the opportunity to go back in and say, hey, did you know what this what this program can actually do for you? Mm. Don't get back to that one. Did you know what you're missing out on? Is is the pain that's currently in your life? Do you want that to get worse? Cool, we can take it away. And the last one that I use in this particular one was, you know, last chance, um, early bird finishing soon or whatever mm. um, sequence I used. And just from that, that was just those two lessons. If anyone was listening and anyone wants to know the, the key to, to selling anything online or to, to create more value with a product that they have is, I think direct response. Uh, that's why I just love copywriting so much and think it's just this amazing skill to have is direct response, copywriting, amazing. Follow-up sequences, amazing. And having a really good product. If you get those three things right, you can, you can go uh, a very long way. Definitely. I mean, myself, um, you know, almost completed my marketing degree. Um, I worked uh, full-time two years as a business development manager in a sales position and, and I've always loved copywriting because copy is just the written expression of sales and um, yeah. I think a lot of businesses need to understand that uh, especially in an online forum there's there's two two methods to it it's one providing upfront value but then second uh, having the direct response and copy once you provided the value to get people into your funnel and the the exciting thing and opportunity that we've had for the last six years is the ability to retarget um, especially through platforms like Facebook and, and then your email sequences, as you said, because, you know, people don't buy on their first time. Like even, even think about when I bought my guitar, for example, I went to five different stores before I made the final purchase. And, it, you know, if that's the fourth store, for example, you know, retargeted me off a geolocation, they pro probably would have made the sale versus the five, five stores. So, you learned yeah. a really powerful thing there and, and, and it's awesome. amazing that you implemented. Yeah. Um, I, I guess, cause I think that was, that was how I found you. I, I, I saw your ad. Um, you were, you're in a bookstore. I think maybe one of the Dimmicks or one of the ones in Australia that's still around. And yeah. Um, yeah. I guess you've got a, a really good understanding of, of how the platforms are working, but What's your um, opinion of how it's how it's going now? I think I read an article today where Facebook ads are increasing in price, but um, I, I personally think Instagram ads is a land grab at the moment. But do you have an opinion of of where ad platforms are at the moment? Uh, I'm probably not like the best ad ad guy. I know how to write copy and I know how to get attention and, and do that. As far as like the the real back end logistics, I mean, I'm much more focused. I think people can. I don't focus so much on um, the medium because I think that changes. Like, you know, Facebook's around right now and the realities are the, 
the pricing may go up, but really this comes back to economics. And mm. so the reason it goes up is because that supply is, or demand is higher than supply. Yeah. And so for me, it's about finding, all you really want to try and do is find out where your, where your customer is and then get, get to that. And so that means, you know, organic social media and you can reach them also. If that means putting up a Facebook ad and reaching them through that, then that's amazing. And everyone's pretty much on Facebook and a lot of people um, are on Instagram as well. So that's a really good thing. However, it's also about understanding the psychology of the people that are on those mediums. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's always changing, right? It's not, I can't give anyone an answer right now that would just be like, or oh, Aiden, you said do this and it didn't work. Because, well, I don't know, maybe it yeah. didn't work. Maybe you didn't have a good offer. Maybe you didn't have, you know, you didn't understand where your customer was or what they want. And so it's probably more so around figuring out. Sorry, uh, phone call company. And, and so it probably is more of figuring out where your client is, figuring out what they want, and then really not going in for going in for the kill straight away. I'd be more inclined to, as you said before, Tim, like just provide a bit of value up front, start to get to know you, start to get to warm up to your approach, start to learn more about your principles, start to know more about, you know, maybe some of your backstory and understand you um, as a person and how you relate to them. Because um, from their point of view, they go, well, does this guy really get me? That's all they're really asking is like, does this guy get me and where I am in my life? Because if you can get someone to know where they are in their life, then they're much more receptive to thinking, okay, this person can actually help me. And so your job really is to just understand those two things, uh, three things. If you can understand that, then you'd be 99% ahead of most people who just really, I guess, for lack of knowledge or lack of know-how or they've been taught the wrong way or taught the wrong way is almost just like a shotgun approach and just see, get out there and see what happens and, you know, much more prefer a rifle-top approach. Yeah, and it's something that, that surprises me a lot is people using these platforms um, and the content that they're producing is is not... Um, think about TV, right? Their content is the ads, not the TV, right? Yeah. So what people are actually there to, to be entertained, to to find out something new. And, and if, if they're coming across content that's just advertising all the time, and, and I, I love direct response and, and you, you do as well. It's just about having that mix. Um, but that always, it always fascinates me when, when you see a poor performing um, ad on these platforms, because it just yeah. means that they're not grasping the full understanding, um, which is very cool. I want to touch on, so your, your nation, I guess you know a lot about a lot of things, but something that you I've seen you specialize in was the fitness industry and your, your podcast started that way in, in, in fitness. And um, me externally looking in is it's such a, a, a flooded market and it's such a, um, it's one of these things where people can go off and do a PT course. So then now you've, now you've got people that need clients and need people's and, and, it can be often hard to, you know, get my voice out there. Um, when you sit down with a with a personal trainer, what are you what are you telling them to um, without without giving away everything? But yeah, what's what's your? I'll give away whatever I need. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I take the approach of if you can if you give if you're giving genuine value, you can separate yourself very very quickly. Mm-hmm. And so the reason why it, it seems flooded and and the thing is. 
any industry that someone's in seems flooded to them. And I will admit that, you know, for a long time, I was purely just in the fitness industry and doing all that. And that's something, an area that I'm still certainly um, interested in helping um, and, and still super active inside of. Um, but I think that the whole concept of, people get so caught up on, on this concept of niching and like, oh, if you don't have your niche and, yeah. you know, then you're not going to make it. And in reality, it's, okay, so what problem do people have and can you solve that problem? Mm-hmm. And so if that means, and, and a lot of people say, you know, just start in one industry, but niching doesn't have to be, a lot of people get caught up on niching is industry specific, but there's other areas. Niching could be age specific. It could be gender specific. It could be um, experience specific or skill set specific. There's not one particular demographic um, or psychographic that you can go after. There's a whole bunch of different things. And so when I would sit down with, an industry professional, whether it be a plumber or whether it be an accountant or whether it be a physio or a personal trainer, whatever business they're in that they want to help grow, I look at what they're doing now and then I'll look, and and honestly, 99% of the time is it's just simplifying things. And so they're probably doing a hundred different things and their offers are all over the place and they're not really sure what they're doing. And it really is just about taking like everything that they're shooting out this way and just bring it back in to mm. a, a much more pointed thing. So everything builds itself, uh, builds upon itself. And when you can start to separate yourself like that and actually be there for the client and know what journey they're on and come in as that uh, personal advisor for them. And, and when I say that, I mean, not me doing it, but the, the person consulting, helping them realize where they sit in that journey and helping the person they're helping um, understand where they're at. That's when you can really separate yourself because Robert Collier, um, who wrote a really, he's a famous copywriter um, back in the day, 1930s, yeah. he had a really amazing um, quote that basically says, uh, his quote is around, uh, you know, enter the, enter the conversation that the customer's already having in their own head. And the reason why a lot of people can't break through is because they think the conversation is about, even, even if the way to get bigger muscles is by taking time, by doing the reps, by, you know, full depth, by, you know, fixing all your incorrect um, technique, you've got to play the game. Otherwise, you never get, you never get the Guernsey. You've got to play the game to a, to a point. I'm not saying go out there and lie. I'm not saying go out there and be overly hyped because that, that, those days are done. Maybe in the American market, you can do it. But if yeah. you're in Australia, you know, people, people like straight up. Yeah. And so, but it is about playing the game. And a big, that was a big lesson for me over my years is, you know, you can be the most honest and authentic person, which is great. However, you do need to paint yourself in the best light. So anyone watching that is that believes they're super authentic and they're sick of all the lies and the BS, that's great. However, play the game to a certain extent and highlight your benefits and highlight what's actually going to do with that person. Go to your journal, which I carry with me everywhere. I call it the $5 psychologist. Go to your journal and write out 100 benefits of your service. Just doing that and internalizing that is going to give you more than enough content, more than enough confidence in what you're doing. Um, and then you can get out there and, and actually do it. And you will know, okay, so what is this person going through? Another great, because I like to get sometimes a little bit tactical, Tim. Another right. really great um, tactic that, that someone might like to try is a lot of people, especially when they're first starting, they wait for the opportunity to better, they wait for the opportunity to work with someone before they start brainstorming and thinking about what they could do. 
have a look around you and go, you know what, if I got my hands on that person, what are some of the things that I would start doing? I had a conversation with Charles Pollock who passed away late last year and he was world renowned, um, one of the best, or known as the world's best strength coach. Um, he is light years ahead of his time. And one of the things that he said to me was, it was amazing. He said, if only I got my hands on a same bolt, I'd help set a world record that no one could ever touch. And so when you mix and combine the world's fastest man that's ever lived with the world's greatest strength coach who can combine, who can, you know, knows, he looks, this is something that Charles would do. He'd look at him, look at his dimensions, look at, okay, so his hamstrings maybe aren't firing as quickly as I could. Maybe I could get him to do these reps, these sets. I work over this period of time. He's too tight here and his mind's going off. He's starting to think about and formulate what he would do when he gets to the situation where someone from Usain Bolt's team reaches reaches out and says, hey, you know, we'd love you to help Charles. Or he reaches out to them and says, hey, I'd love to help and build an amazing time. Little things like that. Start looking at the people that are around you and don't wait for them to approach you or don't wait for them to come to you and go, hey, can you help me with what I'm going through? You can start, you can get started at least on some of the fundamentals and this will help shift your mindset into a problem-seeking mindset where you start to look for problems to solve and you go, you know what, like if I was able to work with that person, here's exactly what I would do. So if I was to work with that person, here's the first three or four different things I would do. And start to build what I'd call a roadmap of three to five or ten different things in, in order, cool, if I could work with this person, here's some of the things that I would do with them. If you can yeah. get into that mindset, then when it starts to come about or you meet someone in a parallel way that also needs that help, then you can get out there and actually be like, cool, I'm, I'm ready, I'm prepared. When do you want to sit down? Um, here's some of the things that I can definitely, you know, here's some of the things that I would help you with. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. The preparation, I think, is important. And a lot of people um, will plan and plan and plan and plan without actually knowing, okay, well, when I land this client or I land this person, I know what I'm going to do. Then they're like, ah, oh, crap. Now they'll have an initial consultation and then it'll be like, okay, well, let me get back to you and I'll tell you what actually to do. But if you've got systems, processes, plans and, and tactics already to go, I think you're in a, a much better position for that there. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah, that's an awesome tactic. And I, I think um, that's, that's a really cool place to end it on as, as well because um, that, would, that would give someone something to go away with because... Um, you know, that tip, go and go and practically use it. Anyone that's listening or watching, um, yeah, definitely do that. But, but Hayden, my, my last question, therefore, would be um, if anyone's heard anything uh, in here that they then want to reach out to you and connect with you, um, I know you have a really valuable email blast um, going out, but, yeah, where can people find you? What are the, what are the locations, your Facebook, Instagram, that kind of thing? Honestly, the, the best place would be either HaydenWrightsStuff.com yep. um, or on Instagram at, at HaydenWrightsStuff, um, H-A-Y-D-E-N. Um, you'll be able to find me on there. And you know, if anyone's listening and wants to connect and, you know, needs a bit of help or needs a bit of a kickstart or, you know, just got from something from this, um, then certainly reach out and, you know, reach out to Tim or reach out to myself and, and let us know your thoughts. It'd be um, absolutely amazing. So thank you for listening and thank you, Tim, for an amazing interview. Awesome. All right, there you go, episode 10. Thanks again to Hayden. What I'd love you guys to do now is jump over to our Instagram at Bean Talking and flick us a follow or a message. would be really keen to see how you guys are finding this. Yeah, give us a message. And apart from that, I'll see you in episode 11.